Today's episode of The Basketball Buds is brought to you by Remarkably Remote, a new daily microcast from the experts at GoToMeeting all about making work from home work for you. With indispensable intel on how to stay sane, motivated, and productive at home, we're here to help you in this brave new remote working world. Find us on smart speakers or subscribe on your favorite podcasting app. You can also listen at GoToMeeting.com slash tips. That's GoToMeeting.com slash tips. Kink's choked, man. Kink's choked in this one. You know what, man? That was my big takeaway. I've never watched that I don't game. Think the, like, look, the Bibby forearm, right, where he gets clocked in the face at the end. That's a terrible missed call. It's a terrible missed call, But he call, was right? flopping all over the fucking place. Yeah, but, but he also got, minute. like, he got, like, MMA'd in the face there, yeah. right? Like he, got, like, he got clocked. But other than that, like, I don't think the officiating's that bad in this game. Like, Honestly. Both teams are getting calls. And on that one, I would call a double foul. Because he was grabbing Kobe. The idea that the Kings got jobbed is crazy. <laughs> like, they didn't get robbed, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, that narrative that's persisted because people are lazy yeah. and I guess because Simmons was on ESPN. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but like... The truth is, if you re- if you officiate Shaq the way he's supposed to be officiated, he is going to go to the line 20 times. Of course. Yeah. In yeah, general. Like, like that's, just, that's just how it happened. And then Shaq made a bunch of free throws. This Which, yeah. Yeah. That's a fluke. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. like ten, ten for ten, like <laughs> to start the start the game, right? Like, yeah, he yeah. He, he struggled in the fourth making free yeah. throws, but yeah, he hit ten straight at one point. The worst type of team to play is a team that ain't scared. Yeah, yeah. Like all the other teams we play, but like every time we match up against y'all, y'all really wasn't scared, so we had to work. Yeah. and that's why we took y'all to Game Seven, where we beat y'all on y'all floor. Yeah, <laughs> no, it was just, all it took was you and some dirty reps. <laughs> oh. Lock it in. There's like someone drilling next door to me right now. Can you hear? Yeah. Me? Congratulate them on the set. This is the basketball buzz. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Logic and reason with Zach Harper. Oh man, if you put Gordy in Atlanta, we can kiss Waz goodbye from Los Angeles. <laughs> Big Waz. Christine's beautiful words about pop are the best advertisement for the CIA I've ever heard in my entire life. Funny, I've seen the machine in the basement of Madison Square Garden turning out hundred dollar bills. <laughs> yeah, this isn't for we. This is a you know lifetime achievement award. <laughs> right now, that he's I've been wanting to say that for a long time. South Bull rides again. I'll tell oh, you that much. Oh, I'm just going to tell you what I think. I, I don't think it's inconsistent. You've been popped, right? Y- yes. He may have big bones, but he doesn't have big meniscus. What? Why would I wear pants or shorts or anything? Everyone does well when you have good results. Produced by Jade Hoy. game in my, my, uh, my sports writing career. I believed that night when I covered that game here in Los Angeles 
that it was an abomination, that it was an embarrassment to the league, that it was the worst officiated contest in professional basketball. No calls like this one. A Kobe elbow to the face, not a foul, said the refs. That was as clear a flagrant foul as you can imagine. In particular, Nader cited the blow to Mike Bibby, delivered by Kobe Bryant. He wasn't even called for it, and Bibby was uh, stunned on the floor, bleeding. We all said at the time, something's wrong here. The Kings were a better team, but that game was Welcome to Basket Buds. On the back-to-back podcast of, uh, what is this, the Athletic Podcast Network. I'm Zach Harper. That's Trevon Edwards. That's Mo Dakiel. That's Dave DeFore. That's Wazzy Lambert. We got Jade Hoy pushing buttons all over the place. And today we are reviewing, as you can tell from what I'm guessing might be a cold open, uh, Game 6 of the 2002 Western Conference Finals, Los Angeles Lakers, Sacramento Kings, one of the most controversial playoff games in NBA history and Trey, why did we do this game? I believe you picked this game, right? I picked this game just because it had traction. A lot of people are still upset to this day and will think that the Kings actually you're, – you're, I mean, you're from Sacramento. I don't expect you to be a Kings fan, but this team was actually decent. You know, um, also a heated rivalry at the time. They were calling yeah. – Oh, you man. Know, the Lakers, Lakers fans were calling the Sacramento Queens. Like, we didn't really have too much name-calling like that. Only slightly problematic. Yeah, but but overall, like, you know, both teams had budding stars, you know what I mean, and and, and were led with a a duel and supporting cast. And it was just physical. I mean, the Lakers, you know, the favorites coming in were down 3-2. And, it, you know, the first start of this clip is is Kobe and C-Webb getting into it. Two of your, you know what I mean, prime guys um, pushing each other. And the only thing it did was ignite Kobe. He starts it up with, um, you know, a, a leaner, and he gets the and one, and then shit, Kobe becomes Kobe and scores the Lakers 9 of 14 points in the first seven minutes. I think it's that first seven minutes, too, that, like, kind of confused me for this game in rewatching it because when I went to look at the box score about halfway through the game, I see that Kobe finished with 31. I was like, I could have sworn he went for 50 in this game because it felt like he scored every time. <laughs> well, the second quarter and early third, he didn't. He wasn't really active. They went to Shaq, and then also it was guys like Ori making plays. Rick Fox, Lindsey Hunter hit a couple shots. D Fish, like it was a team effort. But if you look in that first quarter, no, no other Sacramento King has scored except Bibby and Weber. Yeah, they had um, what was it? Seventeen points of the team's uh, points, pretty much. They went. They were five for eight together combined. And the rest of the team was zero. So it, it wasn't the greatest start. So, again, to, like, say that they got, you know, jobbed or et cetera, um, they just weren't playing well. I mean, uh, yeah, they like, it's... They weren't playing well, and they were down, and, and, and Lakers had more of a team approach. Like, you know what I mean? Like, guys were just contributing. Like, you know what I mean? Like, all over. And, you know, just making shots. Yeah, it, that, it just... You know, this game came from... Uh, this is prior to two games from Robert Ory hitting his, you know, that, that tap out three. Yeah, that's what, oh man, that, I still remember, I, I remember, so I was working at the <laughs> Gap at the time in the stock room and I'm listening to, I couldn't watch the game, I'm listening to the game on the radio and Grant Napier, who uh, is a legendary Sacramento Kings voice, Grant Napier is calling it and you hear the excitement from the chaos of that, of that game four and I just hear like, Vladi taps it out, Robert Ory, good. Like that was it. Like he, like he just like he was pressed. But like it was just such a deflating moment because the Kings were about to go up 
<laughs> huge in that series. Three one. Huge. Yeah, yeah. That's that was I mean, be the I, no. That that shot had me running around like Jim Valvano <laughs> looking for somebody to hug. But nobody nobody in my house was watching the game. I literally had to jump in the car and drive like yeah. ten blocks to a friend going like, yeah. Well that's I mean, this game was this game is still like the most hated game in in Sacramento Kings history. Like fans still talk about it to this day, like Trey said. Um fans were pissed at the time. Obviously, Bill Simmons was a big proponent of this game was fixed and everything, which means I think means that Bill Simmons had money on the Kings in this one. Um <laughs> yeah, that, that's yeah, usually how that ends up working. Yeah. And so Laws, like just from a a basketball cultural standpoint, um this is kind of one of those turning points because it kept the Lakers dynasty going, right? They don't get eliminated in this game. They go on and win the championship, and so they you know they get the three peat, and then on the other side of that, the Kings become probably one of the greatest teams to to never win a title, right? Like this is this was a team that kind of set the standard for fun basketball and efficient basketball during this time. Tonight, a former NBA referee says the playoff series between the Kings and Lakers in 2002 was fixed. Tournaments canceled, league suspended. I haven't seen a live game on TV in what feels like years. Even though it's been a little bit over a month, there's no better reminder of how important sports are to our lives than when they're taken away completely. But The Athletic, still home to 400 of the best sports writers out there in these very strange, very uncertain times, still hard at work, doing excellent reporting and telling unique, engaging, informative stories. We got Fred Katz with a phenomenal two-part piece on Bradley Beal and what makes him who he is. Ethan Strauss wondering why coaches make more than general managers. Uh, We had Joe Varden with some amazing untold stories about meeting Michael Jordan. We got that and a lot more. It's during times like this, The Athletic can keep you connected to the teams, the athletes, the sports you love. Sign up now for a 90-day free trial to see for yourself the creativity, the reporting, and the storytelling that sets The Athletic apart. Just go to theathletic.com slash back-to-back for a 90-day free trial. Games aren't being played right now, but the stories that draw us all to sports, they don't go away. So go to theathletic.com slash back-to-back, and we hope to see you there. Mike Bibby just went to the ground and said, what is happening here? Foul on Christie. His second, the crowd was looking for a foul to be called on Weber, which would be number yeah, six. Yeah, by 2002, like me personally, I had already been officially sick of the Lakers <laughs> dynasty. Right? Like I was, I was openly and outwardly rooting against them by this time. And of course, you know the Kings. It started in 1999 when when they drafted Jason Williams, and they started playing this this really fun style of basketball. Right? Not even just the stylistic stuff, just. Their half-court offense with all the passing and moving and stuff that Adelman implemented was like every basketball fan would watch that and was like, wow, that's a really fun and exciting team to watch. And then, you know, they took it up another level when they traded for Mike Bibby. Like he became basically their go-to one-on-one guy on the perimeter. And he just brought a different attitude and feel. Let's face it, he was just way better than Jason Williams was, right? Like just a much better basketball player, point guard, whatever, shooter, everything. He was just better. Um, And they elevated themselves. And this was their strongest team, you know? (laughs) Like, this is before Weber gets injured and Vlade's getting up there in age and all of these things. Like, Bibby's reasonably young and in his prime. And Weber is still – he's not – Weber's not at his physical peak, but he's close enough that, you know, he was one of the best players on the court with two first ballot Hall of Famers, right? Um, but yeah, I just remember, I, you know, I don't see, I like you, Zach. I remember more vividly the Ori shot 
than I did this yeah. particular game. Like, this was a dope game back and forth, but the Ori shock is just like, yes, finally, they're dead. <laughs> and then it was like, no, no, they're not. Well, well so that's they're the thing. Not. Like, Dave, like, going into this, I, I just hadn't rewatched this game in a long time, like, a, well over a decade. I hadn't watched this game well over a decade. And so going into this, I just – the rhetoric around this game has always been oh the kings got screwed the kings got screwed this game was fixed and everything so i'm like right, i'm gonna see i can't wait to see because i remember the the i remember bibby getting forearmed in the face by kobe but i'm just like all right i want to see how this like just falls apart and the refs take over and then like it's pretty even calls left and right down the stretch of this game where i'm like I, look i don't know man. i'm waiting like, for it the yeah. whole time zach like all right, right when's, it right. Come? when's this yeah, like gonna this, come? the lore of this game dave has been wildly overstated in my opinion well, try being someone who literally had never seen this game. I watched it for oh, the first okay. time yesterday. Oh, wow. Because <laughs> oh, I was geez. just... <laughs> Um, I was just busy, you know? Like, uh, I, I, I was a casual NBA fan until I started, you know, doing this. And, uh, yeah, no. Sacramento Kings fans should just shut up. They're, oh. they're, they were not oh. robbed. They were not yeah. robbed. It was fine. Ralph I mean, Nader. I do, I, Ralph Nader should be embarrassed. Ralph Nader. I forgot about not Ralph just, Nader. Not just for this, but he's also a Wizards fan. He should just be embarrassed. You know, he wrote a letter to David Stern yeah. protesting this game. Yeah. And it's just like, man, you just hate the Lakers. Just say it. It's okay. We all hate the Lakers. It's so fine. I, let's say, yeah. hold on, Dave. Let's say that they do call the foul on Kobe, right? They call the foul Kobe when he, when he hits Mike call. Bibby in the face. Because no, Bibby grabbed him. Bibby him grabbed him. <laughs> Bibby grabbed him. Bibby grabbed him. Kobe's trying to get past. Things happen. It's a it's a no call or a double foul. Either way, same outcome. Could have been an offensive foul. A big break for the Lakers as Bibby took a shot from Bryant, who now. He hit him like like Jake Shuttlesworth hit that dude that was messing with Lala <laughs> with a forearm in the face, and he got game. Like he clocks, him. crushed him. I'm shocked Bibby's nose didn't break. I was actually really impressed with his nose. <laughs> like how I was able to withstand that. Like that should be a broken nose. I forgot how skinny Mike Bibby was because I've gotten yeah, man, so I used to jacked Bibby. <laughs> right. He was struggling to to get the ball to the rim from three. But yeah, well, man, Kings Kings fans, this was very overblown. I mean, for for eighteen years, I basically wow. heard that they were robbed. I finally watched this, and it's like, no, nah, man, it's fine. Well, it's all right, fine. let's say let's say they get the call, Mo. Let's say they get the call. So we're we're getting, um, I guess, free throws and the ball. Mike Bibby's a good free throw shooter, although his eyes are probably watering a little bit. We'll say he hits two for two. Let's say they get fouled again and go two for two. Now they're up three. With I don't know what was that like twelve seconds left, fifteen seconds left, something like that. Um, do you think the Lakers come down and hit the big shot? No, I mean they just had an. When you look at their numbers too, just as a three point shooting team, like Ori, like Kobe wasn't that great. Even in this game, they only hit four threes. Like I don't, I don't trust that they they knock down that shot. To uh, do you think big shot Bob hits the big shot? I don't know how many. I mean, listen, he got he got his in game five, like we talked about. I mean, <laughs> game, four, game four, yeah, sorry, game, game four. four. Yeah. I mean, if he yeah. does it again, like, yeah, no, I just don't think he makes, I don't think he gets lucky that many times. Wow. Trey, what about, what about you? So in, in this game, like you, you mentioned, it's, it's a lot of Shaq and Kobe, right? And no one else really helps them out. Rick Fox was a little bit, but this was just a defensive group looking to shut down everybody and let 
Shaq and Kobe, you know, kind of eat there. Um, do you think they had enough in the tank if they go down three with 12 seconds left to to tie this up and send it to overtime? No. No. So then the Kings did get screwed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, because that, that was the thing. It, it, it really didn't. They, they threw their, they threw the haymaker. Yeah. The best thing. I mean, Kobe literally. Through the haymaker and like, you know, again, scratched and clawed and, and, Again, those those plays really matter. Whether you look at it, there was a questionable one where um, Brian Shaw in the first quarter, into the first quarter, allegedly blocked Scott Pollard. That was a foul. Yeah. <laughs> that was a foul. <laughs> it's a foul. But again, you can't go back and nitpick at certain plays to determine a win because everyone gets obviously an opportunity to make up for those things. But those those situations are, are momentum swings in some sort. So. Um, you know, with all the flopping and things of that nature, uh, Weber gave me an anxiety of this wraparound pass that he fell in love with that he kept doing. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but again, they lost. But, yeah. they you lost. know, on top of that, they on lost. top of that, too, is, you know, they shot 70, 72% from the free throw line. Like, they go 18 to 25. Weber misses three free throws. He's two of five. Page's one for three. Like these are guys that normally make their free throws. I mean, they just didn't connect at the line. They make a couple more free throws. They they probably win this game. Stage got two. Yeah, beat. I mean, and, and we saw it in Game Seven too. Game Seven, they missed like fourteen or seventeen free throws as a team, something like that, right? Like they missed a yeah, bunch. Yeah, I mean, in Game Seven at home. Um, all right, so let's let's go through this game a little bit. Uh, Trey, you mentioned that um, you know Kobe takes over early, and it actually to me. It felt like, even though Kobe was going nuts, to me it felt like watching the first half of this game that the Kings were in complete control, and yet they're only up like what, like five at halftime. Like it, it, it was, it didn't feel so, like a close game to me, even though it was. So the thing was, they were just trading blows early. The Kings hit a little momentum stride with Vlade. You know, he had one little whirling layup, but before we even get to that part. Lindsey Hunter is the first player off the bench, right? Shouts to Lindsey Hunter. Because I forgot he was even a Laker at this particular time. But he comes in, hits a big shot. Um, Shaq makes it, you know, they do, they cut into uh, the comment talking about um, it's kind of strange that the most powerful player only went to the line one time. Mm-hmm. He's talking about the last game. And he said, if you see the box score, you're saying, oh, Shaq is shooting jumpers now. So sarcastic of him. He's such a jerk. You know what I mean? But he's putting pressure on the NBA to say, like, hey, look, it's, no one can guard me. How how can I not be fouled in this situation? Yeah. Which they made up for it. The refs paid more attention to it. He ended up getting to the line a million times and cashing his free throws. Now, um, one highlight, I forgot how good Weber was between the 15 and 20 mark. Oh, man, he's always um, so good until the final five minutes. Of the game. He was incredible. <laughs> So he's cashing all these, you know, these long twos. He's finding guys. They were doing a pin down um, skip pass for uh, Pager. Pager's knocking it down. Uh, And Bobby Bobby Jackson is the first king to get on the board um, outside of um, Weber and Bibby. So, again, they have no help. When you literally say, oh, you have no help, they had no help before Bobby Jackson came in and scored. Um, There's a play where... I mentioned the behind-the-back pass. Weber's going behind the back. He makes one pass where he's actually trying to break a trap. He throws a behind-the-back pass. It gets through there. Then he catches it at the free-throw line, free-throw line extension, makes a wraparound pass, finds a shooter. I'm just like, dude, this reminds me of Steph Curry all over again. <laughs> um, 
And then I mentioned the questionable no call where Pollard is blocked by Shaw in the last two seconds of the first quarter. Rick Adelman's going nuts yeah. on the referees. They ignore it, blow it over. Again, we have no review, none of that stuff, no challenges. So that goes a questionable, big question mark. The Kings struggle from the floor shooting. They were 8 for 23, shooting 35%. As the Lakers shot 11 for 23, 48%. So the Lakers are on fire early on. They weren't really struggling, but again, like we admitted uh, early on, that they would be gassed if they had to make a play. You know what I mean? In that scenario, I mean, I think Kobe maybe makes that play for them. Yeah. I, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, But he also made a comment that, you know, he hadn't had his legs this series and that he had finally felt like he could play 48 minutes, which is a, a damn lot. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like, you got to be a real sicko to say you can play 48 yeah. minutes. I mean, some guys be like, okay, he, I'll play. He played 44. Yeah. Like, he wasn't far yeah, off. I mean, I mean, he got him up, man. And they had a lot of breaks so, with all the free throws. Right. <laughs> he really, this is probably one of those nights I'm, I'm feeling he texts Michael Jordan a lot and couldn't get any sleep. Yeah. And, 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 and was like, what would you do? Um, Zach, I saw on Twitter you posted uh, some highlights from Celebrity Roast. Oh, my God. Elaborate on <laughs> that. Aesthetically, that aesthetically, first of all, my favorite announcing crew, as we may have talked about last week, this Bob Costas guy, get him out of here. We had Marv <laughs> Albert, we had Steve Snapper-Jones, and we had Bill Walton. That's my favorite basketball announcing crew ever. By the way, Zach, there's a narrative on the internet that this trio was quote-unquote no. bad. What? No. They were freaking They were great. This is the best. There's people that no. bitch about it. There's people that bitch about Walton. There's people no, that bitch Walton about and it. Snapper are what Ben Gundy and Mark Jackson think they are. I mean, there was there yes, was even there them but charming. There was a there was a exactly. moment where like Snapper, I mean Walton's calling a play that Shaq does, and, you know, like that's a travel. I can't believe they didn't call it. And Snapper just says to him like, "You didn't say that at any point when he's been doing this all game. Like now it's right. a travel." Like I was like, "This is fantastic. I love this crew." Yeah. Oh, it's so, so good. So my favorite thing about their dynamic is that they're complaining about things happening on yes. the floor. It's not it's, some it's not abstract or doing potential this, right? or this. It's literally like they're arguing yeah. calls. They're saying like, yo, that's a bam-bam play. Here's why I see it this way. Here's why I see it that other way. Like they're explaining you the complexities of officiating a freaking NBA right. game, bro. Like that's what I loved about this. So game. so here, so here's what we had working with Celebrity Row. And this is game six. This might be the last game in Staples Center that, that season, right? Like this is this yep. is uh you know everyone's out for this. So the first one they show is they show um they show Lil Bow Wow in a Laker in a Lakers jersey. And I think well I'm looking up the date of this. So um like Mike was going to come out in two months. <laughs> so they were yes, promoting they had, like Mike. They had mentioned that, promoting yeah. like Mike. Oh, I, so, I specifically okay. remember. Celebrities in the house, and it was Little Bow Wow. Yeah, Little Bow Wow's first. They cut to Eddie Murphy, <laughs> who's wearing sunglasses. Well, Zach, immediately, I, in my head, I was like, really? <laughs> Little Bow Wow? It's as good as we can do a statement. You know, they got rolling. They got rolling. But at first, I was like, really? is in. Is in Lil, uh, is in like Mike, I think. Oh, okay, I think he okay, makes okay, a cameo okay. at one point. Um, so you know he's probably just trying to get those points up. He might have points on the on the box up. You never know. Uh, we get Eddie Murphy. We get uh, we get Will and Jada Smith. Uh, we get Andy Garcia. We get David Duchovny looking like he's asleep. We get a bearded bearded Brad Pitt. 
like just uh, like uncomfortably yeah. like where I made the joke they look like walk, like Joaquin Phoenix was there. Like that's <laughs> that's how bearded Brad Pitt was. And then of course we have Jack. Jack Nicholson is is in the crowd and um and it's just of man course. like it could not have been more star studded. Only if like Denzel and Leo were there. That's the only way it could have been yep. better. Yeah, that was <laughs> that, that was dope, man. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was dope. It was dope. And like you mentioned, Eddie with the glasses. I, was like, I know. Eddie with his little shades on. Will it's, with the baby. Oh, Eddie wow, was probably man, probably just a, coming off of a terrible movie at that time, too. He probably was doing something like... That's actually a great point. Like D- Pluto it, Nash. Uh, that was probably Pluto Nash or something. Well, I'm looking it up right now. We're looking at 2002, Eddie Murphy... Uh yeah, okay. Adventures of Pluto Nash, yes. Showtime, and I Spy. <laughs> all bad. All well, you know. All right, you know what? I like Showtime. Uh oh. I don't. It's not good, but I like that movie. Future cinephobe. It might be. I'm. I'm, I'm about to say. I don't know if it qualifies. I know it qualifies. That's a lot. Uh, but yeah, like this was this was a star-studded affair, and then uh, they even talked to Will Smith. Jim Gray went down and talked to Will Smith about his conversations with Shaq after games. <laughs> yeah, how close did it, you think he got him to converting to Scientology? Oh, I'm sure. Like, I'm, I'm sure <laughs> if had Shaq had the, the time, he would have done it. Yeah, yeah. It was. Um, it uh, yeah, it was. <sighs> I guess they still kind of do that celebrity stuff. Like, obviously, they show celebrities, but like, I don't remember. I guess I don't know if they talk to celebrities as much as they used to because they did used to just throw Jim Gray down. Like, hey, there's a celebrity, go talk to him. Yeah, I mean, no, I felt like this was a normal occurrence though of like finding a celebrity to talk to for yeah. these big games. I mean, Spike's had to have been how many times do you think Spike Lee's gotten? Yeah, MSG I mean, still does it. MSG will will straight well, up, you know, well, go yeah, up to anybody. Show they got like, on TV though. Odell Beckham or freaking, you know, Jerry right. or whoever. Right. Like they don't care. Their people <laughs> will show up and they will make sure to get you on that. Damn My real MSG question broadcast. is, y'all miss y'all. I was gonna say sorry, Mo. The the thing you guys meant, fair forgot to mention is Bill Walton's comment to say, "Looks like the sun is shining in California. Everyone is well tanned." <laughs> <laughs> How can yeah, anybody I'm, hate on this analogy, dude? This is the best, man. Yeah, the, 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 oh, Walton and Snapper Jones, yeah, because they would just they would dude. argue about stuff just to like just to present. I felt like it wasn't like I'm trying to one up. I mean, they were trying to one up each other, but it felt like all right, someone's going to view it this way. I, someone else is going to view it this way. Let's yeah, they right. the game, game right? Sure. Yeah. You could tell, you know, one of them was willing to play devil's advocate to get. Yeah, a uh, point across. Yeah. And by one of them, you mean Bill Walton? <laughs> every, every time, <laughs> every time. <laughs> oh man. Uh, oh, so, so one thing, and and the best thing about Bill's announcing style is that he is just willing to go. Yeah. That's a terrible yeah. call. Oh, yeah. Hey, yeah. He, he, he calls, he calls me like, I don't know about that. Like, he'll just Vladi be like, foul out, right? Like, Vladi gets a six foul where he jumps on top of Robert Ory and tries to get a loose ball. And he call, he's like, oh, terrible call. He, you know, not terrible call. And Snapper's like, well, one, Weber fouled him before he get the ball <laughs> right. loose. And two, he fouls him. Like, what is <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! 
Dude, he was because Weber did like literally rake the guy's oh, yeah. arm down, yeah. like literally just grabbing him down. Like that yeah, was no, a he clear, grabbed the wrist of foul. Robert Ory, and Robert Ory loses the ball. He dives on the floor. Vladdy flops Lose. on top of him. Like and that, like, that, that would have been Weber's sixth foul. Like you'd rather right, you'd exactly. rather Vladdy foul yeah. out than yeah, Weber. Exactly. Like this is you know yeah, exactly. Well, Exactly. Not in the last five minutes, but yeah, normally. I mean, listen, Vlad ain't doing much in the last oh five minutes God. either. Though, That's that? true, but but Weber, man, all right. One, Weber had an amazing game, but he has 24 points at 5.01 left in the game, and he finishes with 26 points, and they didn't even look at him other than, like, two plays. It's Bibby time, baby. Bibby time. It was Hito time. Bibby was, it was Hito time more than it was Weber time. time. You mean Justin Timberlake. Yeah, Hito and his frosted tips. But, and... and 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 let's be fair to Chris Weber. It's not like he's some one-on-one killer, though. That's like, true. That's not how that's he's true. getting his buckets the whole game, right? Like, it's setting up off of their flow offense. And then, of course, like, he's knocking down these open 17-footers and all of that. Like, he's not just going down, you know, putting somebody's ass underneath the basket and just finishing over people. Like, he's straight up doing it within the flow of the office. It's a finesse game. Yeah. And I and I know that people use that word as a pejorative, but it's not. This this is how he's finding his buckets. Like there was a play where like they have Rick Fox on him and he immediately takes him to the rack and he gets a foul or whatever. But and he wasn't making his free throws too. Yeah, so so it's like, I mean, do right. I really want to sit you here and wait, get fouled? For and, maybe to bail him out. But as I'm shooting 40% for the <laughs> um, series? He did have that one. This was in the final five minutes of the fourth quarter. Um, he had that one where he drove baseline. He dropped off that, that bounce pass to Vladi, who got fouled by, I think, Robert Ory or Rick Fox. Got fouled by them, yeah. made, the, made the layup. Um, and that pass was... Just, I mean, that's what Weber did yeah. regularly, but oh my god, what a play! That was a great play. Like, that, I remember, that was incredible. yeah, oh god, that was beautiful. And then, and then, my biggest takeaway from watching this, um, and it's something that like obviously was argued a lot at the time, but it was always just you always just heard. Well, maybe I just heard it a lot because I've grown up in Sacramento. It's the whole rivalry thing, but I always just heard, oh, Shaq's just good because he's big, right? And like you see in this game, like Shaq oh, has crazy touch. Like Shaq's making like yeah, incredible yeah, yeah, yeah. shots, and like yeah, 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 he's overpowering guys and dunking. Um, the turnaround, is like, because he has counters for all of his yeah. his power stuff. It's like, all right, y'all gonna crowd me this way. I'm just gonna turn around, and that turnaround going to his going to his left, and he finished yeah. with his right. Like, just kiss it off the he, glass. He had a play. On Weber was guarding him late in the game, and he spins off Weber, tippy toes the baseline, and finishes with a reverse, yeah, yeah. with a nice little reverse. And I was just like, "Yo, like you can't tell me it's all power with him." Like, t- <laughs> yeah, no, no, it no, was. No, I just no, saw no. that. That's that Shaq. And then he had, and then he had the passing yeah. game. He had the passing game. Like he would, like as soon as that second man would come, if it was a good shot for the team, he was delivering that thing on time and where it needed to be. Like. That the whole Shaq was just big and all of that is just I don't know you just didn't watch the guy play to say something like that. Yeah, and I, and I think on on top of that too, like there was um, it's not the White Howard. Like I think my two favorite matchups in this game was when Kobe was guarding Mike Bibby down the stretch, and then when Doug Christie's guarding Kobe because those were like just battles yeah. like Dave like though like watching watching mm-hmm. Doug Christie counter everything he had that one strip on Kobe as yeah. Kobe went up for a shot like, that like was, he was Christie the one guy that looked like he could actually handle him yeah I mean like look Kobe dropped 30 on him in an right. efficient 30 right but like yeah. but but he had to work for every single one of those buckets yeah and you could tell that he was annoying the hell out of Kobe too yeah right like he was constantly touching him which you know guards hate I mean I always hated that but he just always had a hand on him Touching him and probably touching him hard too off the ball. 
Uh, Christy, you know, that's somebody I, I, I'm going to need to dig into. Defensively, he was like very intelligent defensively. He was always oh, a step he was, ahead. Right? He was brilliant. Yeah. 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 He, he was absolutely brilliant. And then, you know what else I noticed about that too, um, Zach, is that Kobe, because Shaq was basically had to be in the paint, like it's different from the Bulls triangle in the, in the sense that a lot of their bigs yeah. could step out. So you could create a little bit more space. Um, when Jordan was catching in certain areas, but like because Shaq was in the paint, Cole, he never really got to operate in a crazy amount of space. Like if you notice, like the Kings defenders are sitting on him yeah. a lot of times when he wants to do his one on one stuff. So like you said, like he has He's got to a earn small pocket these of, buckets of where he can bro. work and, and get that shot off. And Doug Christie is under him and, the whole and time. And he's getting yeah. it done. Yeah, man. It was impressive to watch. Honestly. Yo, so this play just went across my screen. I have the last. 10 seconds or 12 seconds when Kobe goes across and uh, is trying to get the ball open from the inbound. That's an offensive <laughs> foul. And definitely he would have got, he, he definitely would have got that call uh, in 2020, but this shifts so much momentum sending Kobe to the line to knock these two down. I'm honestly going to think this theory is the reason why Mike Bibby got buff after, after playing. Yeah, no, he probably said never again. It just never started lifting hands. and never stopped lifting if, weight. In his home gym, it's just nose, played on a loop. Yeah, like if you get hit in your nose, you definitely <laughs> just like so tight. Man, yeah, he's man. just looking like I can. So his mad. nose is bleeding. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They had to call a timeout. Yeah, like and also, oh yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> and listen, but the, <laughs> so the the problem with this is that, and and he definitely got clocked there, right? But. On the Kings' possession before, he was flopping all over the place on that sideline out of bounds. That's true. Yeah, he was. And and he was flopping every Thanks. possession on both ends down the stretch. I don't blame the rest for not calling. It was close boy enough. Called, boy who called Wolf, huh? Right. Well, but also bang, bang kind of play. He was grabbing Kobe. <laughs> it's a bang, bang. with his forearm <laughs> banged into yo, his face. In real <laughs> time, that's not easy to right. see, bro. And, and he was grabbing Kobe. flopping like that. You don't want to give that. You don't want to. He clearly flopped. He got hit, but he yeah. was flopping. No, I mean, come on. He didn't flop in on the, that in play. The, in, the most, in the most Kobe manner, though. He's so straight, cold, stone cold face with this shit. Like he's like, <laughs> he's not, yeah, yeah, right. yeah no. I'm pretty sure Kobe was like, "Motherfucker, you flop on me one more time. <laughs> I'm gonna, we're gonna, I'm gonna, go. I'm gonna show you to, fl- I'm no, gonna show you to flop no, again." Trey, and that's Trey, what he did. The broadcast inspired me to go Kobe back to this rocks. play. And he doesn't flop. He gets knocked out. Like <laughs> this is Debo. This is. Yo, he was he was out cold. Yo, like man, he literally, he's, he's down. Like, he, but the funny thing about it was he was down so long that Vlade Divac moves his hand for the cameraman to like. Back up, yeah. like, like, hey man, give him his space. Like, yo, man, we got that body here. We got. <laughs> if they, I, I do say, if they don't, the Lakers don't. If they lose that possession, yeah. I think the Sacramento Kings at least gets a look, and they're not forced into this two fill, this two free throw mm. um, possessions that they give to the Lakers. I mean, Kobe, Kobe tries that, to that swim move over it, but I mean, he just, he, I mean, he just he gets a, I mean, he gets a clean. Actually, it's so bad. In fact, that like. When Rick Fox goes to shoot free throws later in that in that free throw battle, the, the broadcast actually says like Kobe walked up to Bibby going like, "My bad." Like he knew what he did. 
Maybe he shouldn't have grabbed him. That's all I'm saying. I mean, yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I bet he didn't maybe. make that mistake again. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know what? But another thing that I, but that I think is worth mentioning, though, it's like you can say some, like some of the ticky tack fouls that get called on, um, that get called on Vlade. Is important because Scott Pollard is so bad. Oh, so yeah, bad. Pollard's like, he on. is yeah. just so freaking bad. Like, all of those minutes are just... Man, it's 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 lunchtime, literally. Every time Shaq sees this guy coming... Not that Vlade was, you know, putting Shaq in the clamps, but, like, dude, Pollard was horrific Wait, in this listen, game. Listen, I, I wrote this in my notes. Uh, you can't blame the refs, but you can blame Rick Adelman. Because Scott Pollard and Lawrence Funderburg were trying to guard Shaq for large stretches of that game. Yeah. I mean, they just, it was not This good. is why they made yeah, that trade was... to get uh, Brad Miller, right, the, the next year. Yeah. Like, yeah, they needed, yeah. they needed another big body, and he was good. Brad Miller was actually good. But, but Brad Miller could play both ends yeah, of the court. He, he, I mean, he, yeah. No one was stopping Shaq. Right. Scott Pollard on offense oh. was just a joke. Scott Pollard on defense was a well, joke. Yeah, no, he, <laughs> he, 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 gave, he gave some solid minutes in this game early I, on. I remember when I worked at CBS Sports, uh, Scott Pollard went on Survivor. So some synergy, right? Like, oh, basketball, Survivor, CBS, we're going to do this. And so I'm, they're like, hey, do you want to interview Scott Pollard every week after after the latest Survivor episode? I was like, yeah, I'll do that. And so we did a podcast with Scott Pollard every week thinking, like, there's no way he's going to last. And he lasted like 10 weeks. Like, I'm like two and a half months in trying to talk to Scott Pollard about stuff he can't really talk about. And so then I tried <laughs> to move to basketball. He didn't really want to talk basketball. And that's when I realized, like, uh, now I know why Shaq hated him. <laughs> <laughs> I also think he's the reason why he do got frosted tips. Uh, it would not shock well, guys, me, yeah. there goes our our Scott Pollard. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I definitely was trying to get Scott Pollard. The funny thing is I was trying to recruit Scott Pollard to this pod uh, 10 minutes before we started. Oh, would have been a whole would have been a whole different podcast. <laughs> uh, no, I, said this, uh, I think we still could make fun of it. Still do it. Scott loved yeah. you in Kansas. Oh, boy. Oh boy. So, Salt of the earth. <laughs> but you, you know, the thing is for me with this, this Sacramento Kings team is like, they would be a team that'd be perfect in this, in this type of basketball that we play now. Like the offense they run. The, so much space. Oh, man, the, the, was, yeah. the shooting. I mean, they didn't shoot well in this series, but in general, no, but, but and but the thing is, all of those baseline jumpers that Vlade was taking would just right. be corner and, and, threes. Yeah, like a lot of these, a lot of these mid rangers would have just been threes. It would be the same exact offense, though. To your point, Mo. I mean, like literally, they would just run their same. And it's stuff. one of my favorite offenses, just operating out of the elbow and and things like that, and all the stuff they did, like. It, yeah, Princeton stuff, it was yeah. super pretty, and just the way they handled it, and the way Adelman kind of orchestrated it all, it's, it's just fun. And you know, it's, it, I, I just wish somebody would try to do that now. It'd be more interesting to see that. Yeah, I mean, I like. I, well, it's a little bit of what Denver does when they get Jokic operating out up top like that, and all the dribble yeah, handoffs. Like this, yeah, is similar. It's not there. quite the same movement off ball with everyone right. else, but yeah, like there, there are a lot of similarities to that. And also, like uh, also worth noting is Peja was hurt in this series, right? Like Peja, Peja and, and yeah, why was he coming well, off I the think bench? Hito had like Hito had exploded the previous three games. Like he was like all of a sudden like I think he won. You know, basically won them a couple of those games uh, for game three and game five. And so, like, Hito all of a sudden with the patient injury, with Hito, you know, kind of breaking through, um, I think they went to that. And then the next year, 
Chris Weber blows out his knee against Dallas in the playoffs. And then the year after that, the season after that, that's when Peja like emerged. Right. Peja without without Weber there, like he was I mean, he was an MVP candidate. For I was, half it was the fourth season. in MVP, right? Yeah, he and and he was like, and the reason he he probably would have finished second because the Kings were great that year. But then once Weber came back on the court, they went away from him as much, trying to get Weber back into the flow of everything. Um, and so Peja wasn't quite the same weapon that he was. But like, I remember that year. I mean, obviously, I was I was pulling for KG to be the MVP, and he and he ended up being the MVP. But there was like a legitimate conversation first half of the season. Like, I wonder if Peja can can keep this up all year and win MVP. Like, that's how good he was. Okay. <laughs> no. um, who, who, who choked the, who choked the most for the Kings? Oof. That's a good question. Choked wise. Hmm. I mean, like, you know, you got probably, I mean, I don't Weber know, disappeared. You, you got to say Weber he disappeared. Yeah. Which yeah. is different than choking, but like, I guess Weber, I mean, you know, I'm going to actually go Vlade just because 5 of 16, he wasn't shooting as well, still took 16 shots. Like, that's a lot for me for Vlade, even at that yeah, point. I, that's I, I feel, like, I feel like the Lakers are like, Vlade's going to take 16 shots. Absolutely. We'll live with that, you know, and that's, yeah. you know, that's, I would have liked to have seen, even though Bibby took 20 shots, I almost want to see him get more. Would like to have seen, you know, Weber get more touches and, and things like that. So for me, I kind of look at it a little bit as Vlade, although he did a good job rebounding. I just, too many shots on my end. But I think that's that's what the series hinged on, Mo, is that the, the teams to me were extremely evenly matched. It's just that, like, Sacramento didn't have anybody that could rise to the level of well, he, he, well, like, I mean, individually. Like, they just – they couldn't do it to that individual – in that individual effort type of way where it's just like, all right, I'm just going to continue to beat every single person, every single Laker you put in front of me. Like, they just – I, I mean, no, that, I mean, like, man. the Lakers it's had just, the top two guys in the series, right? But after that, like, look, the Lakers bench – it's terrible. I mean, oh, it's awful. I, I, yeah, no. I, I mean, yeah. L- it was terrible. Lindsey oh, Hunter's so the terrible. first guy off the bench. <laughs> Medvedenko got in the game I, way too often, dude. I was just know, like, what is going on? Devin out George here, played bro. twelve minutes. Like, what? What are we doing? You know? And but this is the league that everybody misses, right? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, with all these garbage ass I mean, players. I think people uh, miss big stars and big. Or teams. they miss, or they miss the time <laughs> when they know. could just turn it off because you know. Uh, nothing's going to happen for the next four minutes. I can go to the bathroom. Right. Yeah. You right? have to be as plugged in. That's why baseball yeah. used to be so popular. Right. It was like, exactly. we weren't, we weren't so, uh, we weren't so, you know, impulsive with yeah. needing to see things constantly. No, exactly. teams really would go five minutes straight. Well, so that's why, like, why, straight that's up, why like, think, that would routinely happen. In that's why NBA. I think yeah, everyone thought Clyde Drexler was so good back then. They weren't watching full games. That's right. Oh, you mean I got <laughs> oh, you on mean, the East Coast? Oh, you mean I got to make fry some oh, eggs and go by the score? The oh, whole time? oh, same score. I didn't miss anything. I didn't miss anything. <laughs> um, all right, let's say all right. I feel like Sacramento's gonna hate this podcast. Um, oh, they are. Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, all right. So, so let's say the Kings win this game. Obviously, we all believe they're beating the Nets, right? Like they probably sweep yes. the Nets. That they, they were so much better. Listen, young Zach would have been at the parade. No, man, I hated the Kings. I don't believe it. I don't believe I it. I think, that, Kings, I think that you did have you, a... Why did you hate I don't, know, I don't know why I did. I just didn't like them. I, my friends were super annoying about the Kings. Like, it's a very... Like, obviously, a lot of fan bases are this way. But, like, growing up there and everything, it felt like everyone was just homers. 
right? Like it felt like it was well, I, never I, the I Kings' fault I, and all this I stuff. I hated the Lakers. Yeah, so like, that makes sense. Yeah, like I just it just it never clicked for me. Like I didn't I wasn't like oh yes, Mitch Richmond's on tonight. Like I I knew he was good. But like I wasn't invested in those teams at all. Now I did I didn't root for them, but like I was super interested in them when Jason Williams got there. Right? When this whole thing turned around, because most mm. like most of my childhood, this team was abysmal. Like this franchise sucked. And then and then Weber gets there, Vladdy gets there, they draft Jay Will, they bring in Doug Christie. Like it was at that point, uh or I think Doug Christie came the next year. They had like uh Tariq Abdul Wahad and like they had like they had some some fun guys, but um but once Jason when the big oh, nasty. Don't forget oh, the big yeah. nasty. As my dad would call him, Scoreless Williamson. My dad was not a fan for some reason. Uh, but uh, but yeah, when J. Will got there, then I was like, oh, I got to watch them every night, right? Like I was watching them just because it was yeah. on and it was like, you know, nine channels and everything. But like once once J. Will was there, like then I was like, oh, I have to watch the Kings tonight. But I still didn't root for them. I just wanted him to be great. Yeah. Oof. Gotcha. You had individual fans. Yeah. So me, like you said, I'm, I'm with Waz on the scenario of wanting the Lakers – quote-unquote dynasty to end because we're having listen they had a parade my entire high school life so from ninth grade to my senior year graduating they were going to the finals and winning it and everybody was wearing kobe jerseys it was no oh i like t-mac oh i like you know whoever whoever's that player in the 2000s you weren't even really allowed to root for them back at home so it's because you didn't have far to go like you know to be to be fair to zach like there weren't any good players in Sacramento. Yeah, it was like, it was Mitch Richmond, and like yeah. the next one was like I don't know, like Walt Williams. Like Oof. I don't know who else was there after that. I rooted for Q Rich and Darius Miles over the Lakers. Oh man, I wanted that team to be good. So and they bad. were fun. Yeah. They were more of a fun, touchable team yeah. than the Lakers. These dudes were older, not really relatable. I felt like they were copycats of the mm-hmm. Bulls teams. Um, you know what I mean? Carbon copy. And I just really wasn't like high on Kobe at the time. Even though I really would talk crazy about Kobe, I would have all his sneakers. But in this scenario, like I'm, you know, every team that the Lakers played in the Western Conference Finals, I rooted for. The Blazers, I'm like, go for it. They got Pippen. <laughs> this team, I'm like, go for it. They got Weber. Or Mike, Mike Bibby was my guy at that time because he was just thrashing the Lakers. And... So you know what's so crazy um about that trade is like I don't remember I don't remember who I was rooting for in the Western Conference Finals in 2000. I don't know if I had figured out that I'd hated the Lakers yet, but obviously by like I said 2002 I was definitely rooting for them. I mean rooting against them. And then when they got killed smoked by the Spurs in 2003, I called my brother and sister on the phone to celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and by the way, I hated the yeah. Spurs. Like it was one, of, I, like it was one of those things. Where I was just like, good, I'm tired well, of was, it. Yeah. And man, well, that oh, was the thing too. Oh four with Ooh. the Pistons. Oh, oh my god. Uh, well, that was that, that, that was, was the thing too. Modern heaven <laughs> was like I was a huge Shaq guy. Like I love Shaq. Like Shaq was the first dude that I just liked as an individual. Like the first player that I remember liking just to like him. Didn't like matter who he played for. Like, I was going to root like, for Shaq, right? right. And so, I, so like part right. of me wanted Shaq to dominate and and be that guy. And then the other part of me, if I'm being completely honest here, like I was just being the shithead, like contrarian of all my friends. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah, you guys yeah, all want yeah, the Kings yeah, to win. Yeah, well, I want the Lakers to win the series, yeah, yeah. right? Like that's like yeah, I was right. just being that guy. At, when was this? I was. Uh, twenty at this time. I mean, like I was just like that whole that whole run when the Kings were trying to catch the Lakers, like just being a shitty like young adult, just like oh no, go Lakers! Like <laughs> this was, th- but this was right <laughs> around. This was right around the time for me where my 
fandom was peak for the Lakers. Diehard sure. Laker fan. Yeah. Let me put it to you this way. When we, when we got Phil Jackson, I went and bought a book about the triangle to study the triangle offense because I knew that's what we're running. I, <laughs> I still have it. Got it signed wow. by text winner. I don't care. You can say that all you want. I love the triangle <laughs> offense. Even, triangle, triangle works. Even now, like I still look at it going like, man, there are a few teams that should use triangle. Um, but like this was like peak. <laughs> Peak Mo fandom of just like completely irrational. Oh, the whole deal of just like, no, we're gonna win this game. I had like my lucky green towel for whatever reason. Like I had green. It was green. Don't don't ask. It was just random. But I always had to have that on top of the TV. Like it was oh, all man. of that. Like this was like my like I would have been crushed had they lost this game. You know, but like the whole time wow. going into this game, I'm just like, we're going to win this game. We're going to win this game. We're not losing to the Kings. We're definitely not losing to this team. We're better than them. Obviously, I was wrong about that. But like we, we <laughs> you know, the Kings had a better roster. But like, you know, as a kid, I'm like, nah, dude, we're better than them. Devin George is going to step up and be huge and all of this stuff. But like, oh, no. man, <laughs> it was all irrational. But this was like my peak level. Like this is where I was like super excited. I had checked out of the league at this point. Uh, Jordan retired, and then they had the lockout. I didn't. I don't think I came back to like, I don't know, 08? Oh wow, something like that. Well, what what year was you missed? A, you missed a lot of basketball, young yeah. man. I mean, I, I would watch it, but it was it was extremely but you like casual, right? No, yeah, I just was busy doing other stuff, and like, all right, games on. Maybe I'll watch it. Uh, I would watch the playoffs. What was the playoff? It was um, Chicago Boston. What year was that? That was 08? 08, yeah. Yeah, with uh, Ben Gordon. Just yeah, yeah. It was insane. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the triple. Yeah, they had all those whatever. overtime yeah. games in a row. And that was the same year Brandon Roy had that that playoff run um, of like four or five games or something where he was insane. That And that kind of brought me back in. Uh, but yeah, I, man, I missed all that bad early 2000s. Oh, basketball. it wasn't bad. Missed Dave, all of it, it was just not good. I missed all of that. It was so, so again, bad. like the 67, the games ending in the 60s was just, just no. Oz, we talked about Ooh, that, that Pistons so team, right? Bad. When they got when they got Sheed and everything and they held like six straight opponents under 70. <laughs> it's like that was which is, you know, it's of an accomplishment. Course, of course it that. is, but it's not a fun one. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's not fun to watch. Like, yeah, if you're right, a Pistons right, fan, right, right. yeah, you right. won those games. You're dominant and all that. I get it. But, man, that's that's ugly basketball. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, oh, wow. So you missed, like, a lot of the Iverson yeah. era. Oh, so it's it's funny. Like, I caught, you know, early Iverson. And, I mean, I, I remember watching that series. I, I pretty much watched the finals. Um, all those years. So I saw him play against the Lakers, you know, when he had no chance. And um, I mean, I, but I saw so much Iverson just cause I'm from Virginia. Yeah. So Iverson highlights would lead everything. Right. And, but yeah, I missed, I missed like the, mm. the awful Pistons dominated basketball. I missed a lot of the, the bad Spurs teams, you know, when it was that same, they were almost like the Pistons playing all the big guys missed all that. Very nice. And I came right back in right as the league started getting fun. You get the beautiful game Spurs. And now, you know, we've got the best basketball that's ever been played in the NBA. So I, I, I think I'm okay with with the time I missed. 
don't think I missed that much. Are you telling me you you the Suns was right? (laughs) Yeah, the Dallas Dallas Nash dirt. I caught the tail end. Listen, listen, I I might fight you, bro. (laughs) You missed some some classic stuff, big dog. No, the Mavs Finley was was that was I mean the Mavs with 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 Dirk and Steve Nash was a really cool. Oh, Finley was there too. Like while he got to last. <laughs> I saw him at Kansas. Right? Okay. He played Kansas, right? Then you yeah, actually saw you the best version. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and by the way, as much as people brag on the Eastern Conference, like it really was unwatchable in those. Like it was really. It was rough, bad. Man. Like all of the like the the like teams that felt futuristic and modern um at the time like 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 Trey mentioned with the Mavs and this Kings team and all these other teams they were all on but the western It was always like, like that. A lot of times you were watching the you know the the Charlotte Hornets in the Baron Davis days where they'd eke in with a 7 seed and it was whew. It was tough sledding, man. But see, I grew up <laughs> the league was like that growing up. All the fun run and gun style teams were west. Yeah. And there was a style of yeah. basketball. Like the, the Eastern Conference was blue collar and the West was, you know, yep. showtime. And that's just how it yeah. I feel like that's how it always was up until you know the recently. Pacers team before Ron Artest broke them up with the brawl. Like they were another one of these knock yeah. them out, drag them out type type of thing. It was the whole freaking conference. Yeah, and uh, so the, the, I mean Antoine Walker. <laughs> See, that's why I said like God I'm bless saying, you out here missing the Pierce and, and, and Antoine Walker three shooters. Oh, yeah. All that stuff was fun, man. Oh, I like man. I, I, I like uh look, I don't think I don't you remember missed any of Antoine Walker's career. Oh I just Listen, remember, that's it. Okay, Dave, he was one of the most frustrating guys because he could handle, he could pass it, he could shoot it theoretically. Like he was so extremely skilled, but what would inevitably end up happening was three for twelve from yeah. three every game. How like that was just <laughs> what he was so doing. He was one of those far more of his college. college right, we're, doing, we're doing a tag team fight. Me and Trey against Waz and Dave. I'm not, <laughs> not having Cybertron. Oh boy, it's slander here for, for sure. Because I, I don't understand how Dave missed eight hundred of Vince Carter's dunks. Yeah, no, no. I mean, I, like I saw more. I probably saw more Vince um, at UNC than I saw when he was in Toronto. Oh. Uh, yeah, I mean that that that, that was fun, but even that, those teams were like Alvin Williams. I mean, it was Mo Pete. No disrespect, but like even those teams was just like, yeah, not a lot of skilled, like highly skilled players. Man, like it wasn't Mo Pete was know, fun at Michigan State. I feel like Jeff Teague would have like peak Jeff Teague would be the second best player on those Raptors teams. Like that's. Yeah. that's <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Telling me, you telling me you didn't watch the Jerry Stackhouse Clifford Robinson Detroit Pistons? <laughs> you made no. it through your whole life not knowing yeah. that John Barry yeah. couldn't stretch the floor for him? I'm I'm disappointed oh, nobody man, was excited was... by the Eddie Curry oh, Tyson man. Chandler match team up with the Bulls. Well, you know. That was that was usually over by December. <laughs> so <it> was... <laughs> But I also miss Fat again, Sean Kemp. Oh, right? you're, the, like, so, you're the only one who didn't I mean, see him then. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't have my yeah, childhood. Because you can say whatever you want about the league now is definitely in a transitional. Like we transitioning out of Braun and all of these uh-huh. other cats, right? But in like the KD era and all of that stuff, and it's going to be the Lucas yeah. and the rest of these guys. But like 
There's Not no comparison now, in the man. quality of the play. In the quality of the play from, again, Stackhouse and Cliff, Cliff Robinson leading teams to five seeds. Like, that's just – there's just well, no comparison. They're playing now like they actually want people to watch. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> yeah. Now, if only our broadcast could do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, why don't we just get Bill Walton back into the mix? I know he's doing college stuff. He's great. When they do those crossovers, man, oh, like, man he's, he's fantastic. So because, he, you know, he looks at it like – like he's seeing it for the first time. I think he is. I don't think he's. And it's refreshing. <laughs> I think he's not studying. I think he just, which yeah, is fine. I, agree. I, <laughs> I just, I'm okay with it. He just kind of comes in going, cool, we're just going to watch a basketball game. Great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's about what it is. Um, all right. So, uh, Trey, final impressions of this game. Who should have won? Uh,. This is a hypothetical, so I'm gonna I'm gonna still go with the Lakers because they still the, the Kings still have to get that shot. They still have to get that shot if they retain that position off of the uh, Kobe Bryant elbow to the face or nose of Mike Bibby. So I'm gonna still I'm gonna still roll with roll with the Lakers on this one. All right, Mo, separate yourself from 2002, Mo. Who should have won this ser- this series? Not possible, Lakers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but here's my thing: like Bibby had a Bibby had a decent Bibby like look for three to tie it up before we got to that situation. So uh, just gonna leave it there. And then you know wow. they missed a lot of shots. So uh, wow. Lakers. I mean, Dave, you think that uh, Mike Bibby fouled him with his face, so I'm going to assume right. you're going with the Lakers. That's right. I, I think the Lakers, the right team won because, you know, they had the higher number of points at the end. And I don't think the referees were bad. Again, Ralph Nader should be embarrassed. Well, well yeah, I mean, I agree with you that know, point for sure. That. that was a talking point for of him course. in 2004. Oh, man, he was, play- like, he was playing that so, so yeah. much. Um, well, I was first to say that, that the referees were garbage in that game. <laughs> Okay, well, you were wrong, Ralph. Yeah, yeah. looking back, I don't think it was that poorly officiated, but, you know, that last play was was something. Uh, Waz, what about you? Who should have won the series? King should have won the series. Um, And you can say what you want about the Ori shot, um, but Bibby made a big buzzer beater type of shot the the very next game. So, you know, those are toss-ups. This was a seven-game series, but I just think – the Kings had it. They had it. They had the team. They had the system. They had everything going in their favor, and they just, they just kind of let it go. The Lakers are obviously on the last legs of, of this thing that they were accomplishing together. That group, you know, specifically. And yeah, that's the last title they win, right? Yeah. <laughs> you could see, like, you could see, like, and and Marv, I think, mentioned it too. He was like, the lift, the Shaq lift from Orlando was completely mm-hmm. gone, right? Like, this wasn't the completely athletic freak anymore not to say he wasn't still extremely dominant he was he was past that peak athleticism so he was there for the taking man i think i still think the king should have won they should have won this game they should have won the series yeah uh jade you haven't watched any of this but who are you going with lakers or kings i'm trying to get over the nader slander (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so so Jade picks Ralph Nader. Uh, I'm gonna, you know what? I'm gonna have to go up to uh, Sacramento at some point and watch my niece play uh, play volleyball there. So I'm gonna say the Kings absolutely should have won this series. Oh, I, mean, I can't believe anybody would go against it. Yeah, coward. Uh, <laughs> I'm a family man, bro. No, you're not. I'm a family man. No, you're not. I hung out with you. No, you're not. <laughs> Edwards, for Dave DeFour, Wazzy Lambert, for Mo Dakiel, Jade Hoy. I'm Zach Harper. Keep it locked in on The Athletic. If you haven't subscribed, subscribe to theathletic.com. 
Um, you can get a 90-day trial. You can get 40% off. We have all kinds of promos out there. So make sure you check those out and uh, subscribe to The Athletic and support all the great work that's being done right now. Even though we don't have any games, this has been Basketballs on the Back Podcast. in the face who fell bleeding no foul was called on that superstar the big market lakers shot 27 free throws in the fourth quarter to win by only four points against the small market sacramento team that hasn't been the same since